Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time, that being Maine's own Limitless Wrestling. And of course, let's wrestle. My name is Josh Nason. On this week's show, it's all about identity crisis, which just happened just a short couple weeks ago in uh, beautiful Herman, Maine. A lot of things happened there. Some debuts, some uh, some broken hearts, some uh, crowns of barbed wire, all kinds of stuff happened at the Morgan Hill event. So we'll talk about that. And then a manic May. That's right. As we record this, we are now in May. Three events in the Carververse, so to speak, with uh, Limitless Wrestling. Of course, Let's Wrestle. We're going to talk about all about those and look ahead to this crazy month. But of course, before we begin, introduce the man who should have been in net for the Boston Bruins in round one of their Stanley Cup playoff matchup, Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the fine people. Oh, I'd be even more hated in New England sports right now if it was me in the net. Uh, how's it going today, Josh? It's uh, good to talk again. It's been a couple weeks. It is. It is good to talk. We uh, it's. It's good to talk about something other than Boston sports, given the the losses as of late, other than the Red Sox, of course. But yeah, it's uh, not been fun, but emotionally heartbreaking, Randy, to go to bed every night and, and have a have a big L on the forehead. You know what I mean? I know. I've been really plugged into the basketball playoffs, especially. Uh, watched LeBron do some work last night. But yeah, the Celtics, uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not as down on the Celtics as everybody else is right now. I think it's just the vibe because the Bruins went down as well, but. Uh, I think the Celtics are going to make it through. I really do. You think they need a, a vibe change, Randy? I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think they're going to turn it around in game two. If they need a vibe change, of course, we know a team that might be able to help that. Could do a halftime thing or something like that, right? Yeah, wrestling at the uh, Garden. That's right. Let's do it. MSP. Connects. You, used to, you used to promote events like that. Oh, uh, you know, uh, former life. Yeah, I might be able to make something happen. Anyway. Let's talk about you making something happen. That being, of course, identity crisis just wrapped up. Of course, uh, what just recently last Saturday in um, Herman, Maine, the Morgan Hill Event Center, record, Randy. You know, where everyone's talking about AEW All In breaking records. You broke a record. Your Central Maine attendance record. It was the first ever IW live stream at the Morgan Hill Event Center. Good card. Everyone showed up. Everyone's seeing a good time. Everything was good in IWV TV. Seems like a good success. Yeah, it was uh, good vibes all around, honestly. Um, awesome to see how many people uh, from, like, past shows who uh, used to support us when we were in, like, Brewer or Orono back in the day show up. And even some uh, newer, you know, fans who made the trip from, uh, I saw a pair from Yarmouth and a few people from Portland. And uh, a lot of people made the trip for this one. Broke the, broke the Central Maine attendance record, which is really cool. And to be able to come back and bring a show like this to Herman and also get the support locally. I mean, it definitely ensures that we're going to be back at the Morgan Hill event center very soon, but this is a really fun night to be a part of. That's good. All right. We'll get right to the action and this match, Randy. So I watched, I was not there live, of course, uh, given, uh, given just whatever a school vacation weekend, whatever. Uh, I was curious. So Eric Johnson versus Jimmy Townsend did this, did not, this was not on the, the stream or the show that I watched. Is this on YouTube or what happened to this? So by the time that this podcast comes out, it will be available on youtube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. It was actually streaming uh, at 7.20. So if you were early on the stream, uh, it was the White Lobster Vintage pre-show. Eric Johnson getting a win over Jimmy Townsend, a last-minute match that came together. And uh, we decided to throw a little extra contest. I think we talked about it on the pod leading in, but... Uh, a little extra match for our fans in Herman. And if you were early on the stream on IWTV, you caught it too. But if you didn't, like I said, check it out on the YouTube channel. 
Uh, cool to have Eric Johnson back in the room for something like this and notching a big victory in Jimmy Townsend. We'll talk about him a bit later as he's coming to Let's Wrestle this weekend, but trekking over here all the way from Australia. So uh, cool to see him. And anytime we get a chance to work with like an international talent who's over here on some kind of excursion, especially if they're based in the Northeast for a little bit. In this case, we're getting to work with him twice. Uh, just a cool chance to do. Yeah. So as I always do, I want to ask about the uh, three new talents, of course, in the show, Jimmy Townsend. Travis Williams and Judas Icarus. We'll talk about their in ring in just a minute. But how they how they do in their first night in? How did you you know get to meet them? Good guys, all that stuff. Yeah, I thought everybody fared really well. Everybody who was new that night meshed really well with the locker room. And uh, from what I'm hearing from fans, uh, everybody wants to see them back. So uh, whether it's Judas, Travis, or Jimmy Townsend, who we're going to see again this weekend, I think they'll all be back in the mix at some point. Well, good. Looking forward to checking out uh, Eric Johnson and Jimmy Townsend. But yeah, Eric Johnson picking up the victory. His return to Limitless Wrestling, I'm sure it makes him feel good. Obviously, uh, you know, recovered from uh, from the injury, the quad injury, and back in action. We'll talk more about him in a minute. So the, the match I did see, of course, to kick off the show that I watched, the return of Fresh Air after their really fun, great debut against MSP, a must-see match, I would say, if you have not watched it yet, of course, from Reasonable Doubt. And they took on Art. Art, of course, this version being Ricky Smokes. And Aaron Rourke with Ava Everett overseas still defending the WXW women's title and everything else that she's doing over there. And yeah, so this was a both teams wanting to win after both losing at Reasonable Doubt. Both look great in defeat, but of course, you know, you want to get in the record books here at Limitless Wrestling and Fresh Air picking up the victory. This was a, a hard fought match that um, featured, of course, no shortage of impressive moves and so on and so forth. This one ended after uh, McCray Martin hit a clothesline. Uh, Junior hit the big frog splash, big cover on smokes to get the pin and win. These guys seemed over the moon, excited to pick up the victory. Their first here in Limitless Wrestling. And afterward, you know, I see uh, Ethan Scott doing the, the backstage duties, which I, I love to see getting all the interviews and got a little bit of shit from some of the talent. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But Art was, they're still optimistic and, and Aaron Rourke throwing out a, a very key line that you know, even if if Aver's not there, it's all about you know smokes and him. They're going to remain a team. They're remaining positive. And again, it's art versus everybody. So even though they're zero and two in the past couple outings, they're still keeping their heads high. But at the end of the day, Fresh Air picking up their first limitless victory. Yeah, big one here for Fresh Air. McCray and Junior Benito continue to impress, and uh, we talked about it. I mean, this this kind of felt like a must win match for both teams to keep moving up the ladder and. Uh, it's encouraging to hear from, you know, Rourke and Smokes that they're not down in the dumps and, uh, you know, trying to change everything just because uh, the past couple matches haven't worked out. But, I mean, look at who they were in the ring with. Above the rest, Fresh Air, two of the most dynamic and unique teams that we've seen in Limitless Wrestling over the past year. So, you know, hats off to them because, Art, uh, they're putting out a lot of good stuff right now. They're just not getting it done in the win-loss column. So we'll see if they can turn it around with Ava now returning to the States as WXW women's champ. That's going to be a bump for the group in general, but uh big ups to fresh air here. Uh, awesome way to kick off this show. High energy from these two teams and they were able to pick up the dub. That's right. We go into the second match here. We had the, what we thought Randy was going to be a world classic challenge between Channing Thomas and Alexander Lee, the uh, the bald bastard from Bangor. I believe I got that right. Did I miss a B in there? You did. Beautiful at the front. Oh, of course. how can I forget? Beautiful. Boy, I can't believe that. Anyway, so yeah, Chaney Thomas taking on Alexander Lee. Of course, Sydney Bacabella, as we know, is in uh, Chaney Thomas's corner. D- did uh, 
I, I have a pretty good TV. Did I notice that Sydney was wearing leather pants? Did I get that right? Or are they just very, very dark jeans? I, uh, I I tried not to get as close to Sydney uh, to investigate, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I thought, I'll have to rewatch that and check it out. I thought I saw a little shine on those pants. I'm like, huh, interesting. Well, they ain't cheap, brother. <laughs> I heard Sydney is though. I can't, you know, can't confirm or deny that. But anyway, so yeah, this of course, you know, this is a world classic challenge, as we know. Things have really changed for Channing since being reunited with Bacabella here in Limitless Wrestling. But you know, this one started out with a, a big big brawl to begin. Match didn't really officially get started. And Eric Greenleaf goes to uh, of course action spell the outside. Alexander or uh, sorry, Eric Greenleaf goes to Rich Paladino, has a couple words for him and says, you know, this match cannot continue as a world classic challenge. Of course, people are just pissed off or anything. The match is over. Alexander just can't, can't answer the bell. However, this can be a Herman street fight instead. Channing didn't like this. Sydney didn't like this, but the fans loved it. And you know who really liked it? Alexander Lee. And this one was wild, as you might expect. A little bit of blood. A barbed wire chair got involved, courtesy of Alexander Lee. However, it backfired on him, Randy. Channing he, uh, tried to attack Chang with the chair. Chang grabbed it, threw it back to Alexander, who instinctively caught the chair, and then decides to, and uh, Chang then threw a, a flying knee into the chair, knocked Alexander Lee out, got the pin and win. The fans were pissed at this one that the beautiful bald bastard from Bangor took the loss. Chang Thomas getting his hand raised, and then afterward, Randy, this is the night of call-outs for the Vacation Land Cup. Everyone saw your call. They're all in, in, into this. Uh, they want to be in the tournament. They want to be in the qualifying matches. And, yeah, they called their shot for the VLC. And and uh, Sydney basically saying that Channing is going straight to the top and going to have gold around his waist. And this was a big opportunity to step forward and, you know, yeah, take that challenge. I feel like everything's a game to Channing and Sydney, uh, especially with this World Classic Challenge. There's always some kind of tomfoolery. They tried to pull it with Ricky Morton. It backfired. They tried to pull it with Alexander Lee. Uh, you could say it backfired. I mean, look at the situation he was put in in the Herman Street fight on the spot. But they still got the job done. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is. We're getting into cup season now. I mean, it's it's all systems go. We're only a couple months away from crunch time. And that is the last show before the cup. So it's it's approaching. And uh, everybody wants their shot because they know that's a, that's a golden ticket to the top of Limitless Wrestling. It's a golden ticket to a championship matchup. And, that's hard to come by. So if uh, if Channing could lock this down and, you know, this is uh, a proclamation Sydney had at the beginning of the year back in Worcester, where he predicted that by the end of the year, by that time next year, Channing Thomas would be at the top of Limitless Wrestling. And this could be quite the avenue to get there if they can pull it off. But uh, Channing will be back and he'll be in action. It wins a change May 20th and uh, Vacation Land Cup qualifiers start then. So it could be as early as May that Channing could punch his ticket. But I got to say, awesome to have Alexander Lee back in the house one more time, especially uh, in a capacity like this, in a, in a in an environment where he feels at home, a Herman street fight. This was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a little bit ironic, the uh, the chance for hardcore Jesus going out to try and rally Alexander Lee as Chain Thomas is wearing the, uh, the barbed wire crown. And Chain Thomas actually looks more like potentially Jesus than Alexander Lee. I thought that was a little, little ironic. That's yeah, just stapled him in the fucking head. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Right in the yeah. side of the dome piece. And he comes up bleeding like he's bleeding out of the ear. I'm like, oh my God. And there was a staple shot low, Randy. Very low. And yeah, beneath the border a little bit. Ish, that uh that must have not felt good. But uh Alexander Lee lives to fight another day. 
I'm sure we'll see him again down the road. And speaking of fighting another day, these two guys, we're going to be seeing them fight a lot, I'm sure, in the years ahead, probably against each other in different promotions and so on and so forth. We talked about this. Two young guns, Alec Price, the former Limitless Wrestling World Champion, taking on the debuting Judas Icarus at the Pacific Northwest, Vancouver, Canada area. And this was fun. I did not realize Icarus was a, a Von Eric disciple in the fact that he does not wear shoes, wears kick pads and no shoes, got the bare feet rocking. And this was a competitive match, as we expected. A lot of mirror images uh, in terms of the action and how these guys approach things. Again, very competitive match. I would try to do the, the play-by-play, but that wouldn't give it justice. In the end, Price, uh, you know, he he uh, resorted back to his, uh, his I don't want to say his old ways, because like this is kind of what he does. Anyway, Jewish Icarus going to the top rope. And all of a sudden, Price sees an opportunity to accidentally, quote-unquote, Knock referee Nate Speckman into the ropes that uh, that crotched Juice Icarus. However, he rallied, tried again, but the momentum was gone. Price caught him into the uh, fireman's carry, into the stick up, into the corner, followed by the surprise kick for the pin and the win. Alec Price gained his third straight win. And afterward, both guys had, I'd say, very interesting promos, Randy. Judas uh, calling out his, his mother. Vancouver and sounds like he wants to be back and could be back for a long time. Who knows, you know, depending, uh, depending what, what he's saying there, but yeah, he, he wants to be back and he's, uh, he's, he wants to show up and show out and he gave uh, Alec his, his props in his own way. And then Alec, you know, my guy, Ethan, I've uh, given him a hug, uh, after this one, because <laughs> Alec, uh, you know, Ethan just asked an innocent question and about, you know, basically kind of rallying and uh you know something to prove and alec just looked at him the thousand yard stare and then went off and this was a really good promo really good words from alec and he has made his intentions known he is coming for the vlc he is coming for the title and if you thought that maybe he forgot about that title he wore around his waist for the better part of a year you're mistaken he's coming for it again randy he's pissed yeah, this was uh, strong from Alec Price here in the match and uh, the words afterwards. But I want to give props first. Judas Icarus uh, got himself to the East Coast, got himself a loop, too, with uh, Wrestling Open with Blitzkrieg. And uh, I don't know, just fulfilled a weekend. And I think really made a name for himself on the East Coast. And uh, it's awesome when uh, when you can work with talents like this who are hungry and motivated and uh, just just ready to go get it. And. I think him and Alec did on this night. Uh, definitely worth your time to check out this match. If you're not even checking out the whole show, check out this match. Because like Josh said at the top, I think this is a match we'll see a couple years down the road. Different promotions all over the country, maybe out of the country as well. Uh, two guys who just have such a physical, intense style. Uh, Judas puts his entire body into everything, makes no wasted movements, and uh, just a really intriguing wrestler to watch. And uh, we're definitely going to stay in touch and hopefully get him back to the East Coast at some point. But Alec, once again, I mean, proving why he's been the man here, why he is the man here still in some people's eyes. And it's going to be a real fun run to the cup. And uh, Alec's going to be back in the mix very soon. And uh, we'll see if he can make it happen. Poor Ethan. <laughs> Tough night for Ethan, man. <laughs> For Ethan, but he, he does it with a smile. And he did a great uh, job on it. I love going in last minute too for Sam Laterna. I thought he did great. Yeah, I love seeing him out there, man. He's great. He's absolutely great. Uh, let's see. So let's go to another thing that's great, and that's of course the MSP. MSP teaming with Becca, 
And this was a, yeah, this was, again, an unusual, as I was writing up the preview, this is such an unusual trios pairing of all all kind of the way around. So MSB and Becca taking out the returning Brad Cashew, the debuting Dean Fernicola, and the A-game, Joseph Alexander making his return to Limitless. Of course, he, him wanting to pick up a victory. And uh, after that uh, surprise loss, you could say, to uh, to Ichiban. And, of course, MSP and Becca looking to keep their respective momentums going. Cashew and Fernicola have their own uh, evil intents, as we get to. But MSP and Becca picking up the victory. And this was a, a long match. And Dean, at, you know, I, I was surprised, Randy, because Dean had a good accounting of himself. And Brad Cashew said he had... Uh, if he had he had graduated in WrestleNomics or something along yeah, PhD those. PhD in WrestleNomics. Shout out Brandon Thurston. Yeah, my good friend Brandon Thurston, former uh, Limitless Wrestling uh, competitor Brandon Thurston, back Darn in the day, shooting. teaming with the one and only Daniel Garcia. You might have heard of before, but uh, yeah, these these uh, so MSP and Becca uh, Becca picked up the win uh, again. Dean guys first reaction, good at kind himself. Had uh, a few mistakes along the way, including a, a double uh, water pump, so to speak. We thought he was, uh, he thought he was giving, essentially injuring his opponents when he was injuring his own teammates instead. And yeah, at the end, uh, MSP hitting the the uh, before this even a game. Alexander he was done with Cashew and Fernicola walked away the match. Cashew, of course, look at him, get surprised, and uh, running into a last vacation by MSP into the 450 on by Becca onto Cashew, picking up the pin and the win. Afterward, heard from Brad Cashew and Dean Fernicola that they're not done. They're done with Alexander, but they're going to keep searching. They want someone else to join their crew. And the look they gave the camera, they're up to something, Randy. I don't know what. And then Alexander uh, talking to uh, to Ethan Scott after as well. And, you know, he's he's not letting these 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 losses early on in his limitless career deter him. He is uh, He was coming back, and he's... He's determined to get some wins, and he's very intense as well. So, yeah, a lot of a uh, mixed bag here from uh, the losing trio. But in the end, MSP and Becca, uh, Becca picking up the victory. I mean, Dean Fernicola and Brad are a couple of sleazeballs, so they've always got something up their sleeve. And, you know, good for Joseph Alexander. He's got a uh, bit of a short fuse and a loud mouth sometimes, but he's really talented. We've talked about it at length on this podcast that, uh, I definitely think he's going to be a fixture in Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle in the future. He's already a fixture in Let's Wrestle recently, but I can really feel that picking up here uh, as the months roll on in 2023. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that was the situation for him. I think it was a, you know, a momentary fix and maybe something for Cashew and Dean to try, but I think Alexander's too much his own guy to be taking orders from them, especially in a situation like this where – uh, there were multiple occasions in this match where Alexander was doing the most for that team. It felt like exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah. MSP Becca picking up the victory and looking good in doing so. So then we go to rip Bison against the debuting Travis Williams, of course, Ripper coming off that loss in the trios title match and include Ace Romero and beef. Of course, beef picking up the victory there. We'll talk more about him in just a few minutes and yeah this was a uh, again a competitive match against travis william making his debut a frequent partner of juice icarus out on the west coast in defy and the various indies out there and this was hard hitting and uh, travising a, a german suplex late for a near fall and took down the knee pad and was going to look to finish bison off however borky even hit the ropes rips instinctively grabbed his arm uh hit the love gun larry for the pin and the win a lot of chops in this one typical Yo, Ripper match, and again, the first time seeing Travis Williams. And afterward, Ripper talking to Ethan Scott and saying that he's breaking his promise 
and he's going to Japan. He's not going to be around all the time like he used to be, but he's still motivated and he still wants the world title. He wants to be able to take it to Japan and defend it over there. Kind of in a, in a roundabout way, just saying it sounds like uh, it sounded almost like he was a little bit frustrated with some of the, the lack of opportunities that he's got while also admitting that he's uh, hasn't been successful in some of those opportunities and saying he's being trios matches or uh, three-way matches and things like that anyway he wants another shot and i guess we're going to see what happens in the months ahead as he prepares to go to japan this fall yeah i mean he's got such a big road ahead as it pertains to the trip to japan and um that is achieving like a lifelong dream for ripper but it's i mean it's obvious that the motivation to be limitless wrestling world champion hasn't quit for rip despite being so close, not only, you know, having the opportunity against Alec Price last year, but I mean, fuck, <laughs> having the match won, having the match won, championship on the line, pinning the guy who won the match eventually and having that ripped away from you has got to be tough. So uh, I can I can definitely understand the frustration within Ripper right now and, uh, you know, wanting to get to a point where it's him and Beef one on one because that's someone who he's beaten before and knows he can beat. But you got to get to that point again. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was listening to this, Randy. I'm thinking, you know, Ripper, you uh, you got you got to finish. You got to close. You got to be like the Boston Bruins. You can't choke. You know, I understand there's sacrifices and or things that happen, but uh, you know, you gotta. He's got to go all out, Randy, and he's got it in him. And I'm interested to see whether he has that that next gear that these champions eventually have to get to in order to win the title. It's not not meant to be easy. No, it's it's certainly not meant to be easy in there. It, I, I think the most frustrating part has to come from where the bumps in the road have been for Ripper. And unfortunately, it's been in the biggest of all scenarios where he had the Vacation Land Cup potentially. He had the championship potentially on two separate occasions. And that's, that's within a couple years stretch. But those are the biggest points in time for his career in Limitless Wrestling. And one way or another, it just hasn't come to fruition. So uh, I'd imagine eventually that's going to push you to a point of going over the edge. Yeah. Rip Bison, let's go. Come on. I'm chal- I'm in the locker room with him, Randy. I'm challenging. Let's go. Let's go. I'm not challenging to a fight, of course, but you know, this, this pretty face. Anyway, speaking of pretty faces, Randy, let's go to this one. Troy's last call, a three-way featuring a, a, again, a trios. I never thought would be in the ring together again, but here we are. Troy Nelson, his final match ever and uh, taking on his good friends turned enemies, turned friends, turned enemies. CPA and Mark Sterling, the former hosts of the Off the Hop Rope podcast. And this has had, as I wrote about, has lots of history to it. These three guys are, again, friends and enemies and so on and so forth. And Troy Nelson actually defeating Mark Sterling in the Limitless Wrestling Ring once upon a time, six years ago. Something that Mark Sterling took umbrage with uh, before the match even happened. He wanted to erase that history. He had some stipulations for both guys, basically, or initially just for Troy Nelson, basically saying if Troy Nelson loses the match, he was going to be done on commentary forever. So not only his pro wrestling career, Randy, he'd be off the mic forever. And then CPA jumped in and and said, what about me? And then CPA said, and Sterling said, well, okay, if that's the case, I, I will never wrestle Limitless again if you win, CPA. And of course, if Troy Nelson won, and Mark Sterling would go on national TV and say that Troy Nelson is the better man. And who knows if he actually is a, a man of his word and all that type of stuff. This match featured it all, Randy. Featured clip-on ties. It featured 
uh, guys turning on each other, featured whiskey bottles, scotch bottles, whatever you want to call them. And in the end, you know, Sterling was trying to align with CPA, offered him an AEW opportunity. He offered to call Tony Khan on the spot, Randy, someone I know that you know very well throughout your, your wrestling career. And he said if you join him in attacking Nelson, they made an alliance that eventually fell apart. Sterling nearly got the win after hitting Troy Nelson with the scotch bottle. Sterling went to hit Troy with a chair. CPA stopped him and eventually hit Sterling with a chair and then tuned up the band, Randy, to hit Troy Nelson with a super kick to end this off. Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels style. Sterling tried to steal the pin. And then in the end, CPA hitting the 1099 into a German suplex uh, by uh, Troy Nelson, who's going for the pin. And then CPA out of nowhere does the Colt Cabana Superman pin style. And there's a double pin on Mark Sterling. Eric Greenleaf talks to Rich Paladino and says, there's double winners tonight. So CPA and Troy Nelson both won in Troy Nelson's final match. And then after the match, Troy Nelson telling a story, his farewell story, talking about how he met Steve Carino in a bar in New York City in 2012 after final battle. And basically just kind of, kind of talked about how he wanted to be in the business. And Steve Carino gave him, uh, gave him some good advice. And that if he tried it pro wrestling and, and decided to get out of it, no one ever you know, looked down on him or anything like that. And he gave it a try, and all these years later, you know, here here he is with commentary opportunities. He got to wrestle all these people that we talked about before, and yeah, he was uh, happy. He took a swig of the bottle, took his boots off in the ring, and off he went. The end of Troy Nelson in Limitless Wrestling, at least in the ring. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll definitely still be on the commentary team with Johnny Torres, but a really nice moment here. I'm gonna have to get the specifics on all those stipulations to make sure that everything is upheld for the future. But uh, yeah, this was, uh, I don't know, just, just the exact way that you would expect Troy's last call to go with CPA and Mark Sterling. And um, just cool to be able to host something like this. I know that we talked about that a couple weeks ago, but just really the truth. Um, Troy has been such uh, a part of limitless wrestling in many different ways since the beginning and uh, really was like, an introduction for this crowd in this area to a different style of wrestling that we really hadn't seen that much before. And uh, I don't know, we just took some departures and did a lot of different things with Troy throughout the years that we hadn't done with anybody else. And uh, it's really cool. I think so. Uh, I don't know. Another one to check out. Another thing that was cool that I just want to mention is uh, there was a fan from their podcasting days of Off the Hop Rope, which I believe is uh, still available online in some kind of archive. But um, a fan made the journey from the United Kingdom to come to this show to watch Troy's Last Call, which I thought was absolutely insane, but also the coolest. Huh, no kidding. Yeah, I was able to meet him. Uh, Very, very nice gentleman. I wish I had the name right off the top of my head, but I don't. But, uh, yeah, that that was a cool moment as well. And to be – I believe that's the first time that he's met all three of them as well. Ah, no kidding. Was that uh, William Regal? Is that who you're thinking of? Uh, It was not. No, Mr. Regal was not present. Okay, good to know. Uh, Afterward, of course, uh, Ethan Scott doing the work all night. Talking about the winners and the losers, actually. Talking to all three on on the couch afterwards, and Mark Sterling said it was a dark day. In limitless wrestling because his career was done and <laughs> threw down the microphone left the room cpa give his final words as uh, as only he can and of course uh troy nelson uh, saying the last few things and that he was heading to the bar so 
And that uh, there goes Troy Nelson. We'll hear him on commentary very soon. So we'll talk about with the uh, May schedule. And then the main event for the night, Randy, Sky Tuhati making his return to Limitless Wrestling for the first time since last February and picked up a win over the former Let's Wrestle champion. Still sounds so good. Mac Daniels in the main event of the evening. And this kind of featured everything you might expect. And now Sky Tuhati again picking up his first singles win in Limitless. And Mac Daniels now 0-2 in his last two outings. Of course, as I mentioned, losing the Let's Wrestle title to BRG. And yeah, seemed to be a good way to close out the night. Oh, how sweet it is. 0-2 without the Let's Wrestle championship. Tough. Tough for Mac Daniels. <laughs> but hey, uh, honestly, like I, I do have to give the devil his due. Like Mac Daniels has got himself to a position where he doesn't feel foreign in a main event picture. He doesn't feel foreign against uh, someone like a Scotty Too Hotty, uh, the stature of Scotty Too Hotty, and you know, in a sold out show like this. So props to him because Mac has made something of himself, prestigious or not, John Alba or not. Uh, he's got himself to quite a point here, but. You know, it's uh, this is a big and pivotal time in the career of Mac Daniels, I would say. I think especially what he does from here in terms of his success in Limitless Wrestling means a lot for where he's going to go in the next year, two years, three years. So uh, I'd want to think about getting things together and uh, figuring out really where his head is at and what the motivation is at this point. But other than that, this was a blast. <laughs> this was a blast to have Scotty in the house and uh, I was able to chat with a lot of fans, too, who were in the house that uh, either hadn't seen Scotty for years, uh, some of which actually, like, clued me in to the last stretch of time when he was in Maine for those indie shows we were trying to figure out. I believe it was 2010. And uh, he did, like, a three-show stretch. There was this crew that came to the show from Caribou who saw him the last time he was up there in, like, Presque Isle. Wow, um, so, I don't know, just just awesome to chat with a bunch of new people who I hadn't really talked to in a long time or ever. Um, and we're, we're happy to be able to see Scotty in person. And I want to say too, Scotty too hotty, uh, the coolest all weekend stayed late for everybody who wasn't able to catch him at the meet and greet earlier in the night. Uh, he actually took time out of his vacation to come to the dojo and did, uh, an awesome sesh with, uh, some of our students, uh, four and a half hours worth of stuff for him. And, wow. uh, just, yeah, it, it was awesome. So, Always cool when, uh, you know, we can have a homecoming like that with Scotty Tuhati, a literal legend of the area. And especially, like, uh, for fans to have that experience that, you know, he's not coming to this area very often. And then for our students to, you know, pick the brain of someone who has been around some of the best in the best. He's, he was at WWE at such a point in time that is just crazy to think about now in terms of fanfare and uh, has such a unique perspective, especially where he's gone from training in NXT to now jumping back into the indie scene for the past year and a half. Um, I don't know. I, I learned a lot just sitting there and listening. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's talk about the aforementioned busy May before quiet June. Three shows in May, Randy. Three very unique shows. So, yeah. So, begins. Uh, actually, let's talk about this weekend, this Saturday in, in Brewer, and then we'll get to um, uh, Winds of Change. So, this Saturday, Let's Wrestle returns to Brewer May at the indoor yard sale for Pressure Cooker. Front row tickets are sold out. No big surprise there. $15 general admission tickets are available online or at the door. Just visit Loomis Wrestling. Search for the Let's Wrestle link in the upper right-hand corner. and You'll be able to buy tickets right away. Or, of course, you will be able to buy them at the door. Uh, in a grudge match, as we just uh, mentioned, these guys, Mac Daniels looking to get back on the winning side of things, taking on Eric Johnson, who obviously just picked up a victory at 
this past weekend uh, at um, Identity Crisis, rather. And he's looking to keep the the wins going at uh, yeah in the in in Let's Wrestle as well. And yeah, this is again, this is these are the opportunities both these guys won. And and Eric Johnson, you know, there's a, think about it, it's a little bit of heat here because you know Mac threatened to no show the Eric Johnson tribute show slash memorial show, and and he held you up when he was champion. But now Eric Johnson uh, gets to take some uh, some frustrations out in Mac Daniels. I mean, not only that, this was scheduled to be a Let's Wrestle Championship match yes, just right. a few weeks ago. Um, but, of course, BRG uh, winning the match against Mac Daniels. He is the new champ. And uh, now no title match for Eric Johnson. So that's going to stick in his craw even more than Mac Daniels, not only holding that over everybody's head, but ducking Eric Johnson for a couple months leading to this point where we finally have this match. That's right. And speaking of BRG, he's going to defend the title for the third time already. You look at him racking up the title defenses. Take that, Mac Daniels. And we don't know again who yet unless you want to break some news here, Randy. Uh, no, we, we actually don't have that confirmed as of yet, but it's been put on the table. Brett is uh, open to all challengers, unlike Mac Daniels. That was uh, specifically said by Brett. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, we're already on defense number three, defended it at a live pro wrestling show in Rhode Island earlier this weekend and then a couple weeks ago in Nova Scotia for Kaizen Pro Wrestling. So uh, he's taking that everywhere, and that's cool to see. So it'll, it'll be back in Brewer this Saturday. Uh, there will be a title match. That's great. And obviously, the for the first time ever, the WXW Women's Champion, we we're just talking about Ava Everett making her return stateside, taking on L Valentine. This is the first time the first time this match is happening, I believe. Has to be the first time ever the WXW Women's title is defended in uh, in one year promotions, right? Uh, so it's actually not a championship match. Oh, I see. It is, if we want to break some news, the first time that the WXW Women's Championship will step foot inside the indoor yard sale, Josh. Oh, there you go. You could have predicted that one, but That's right. uh, it is the first time ever singles match, though. Ava Everett going one-on-one with L Valentine. I will say, though, a little teaser. Uh, I have been speaking with officials from WXW about having a women's championship match sanctioned for a future Limitless show. So wow. just stay tuned on that front. I have nothing confirmed yet, but stay tuned. Balls count anywhere. Jason Maverick taking on Alexander Lee, his favorite kind of match. Uh, for the first time ever, we talked about this on the last podcast, Rip Bison and Perry Von Vicious taking on MSP. So this would be a good one that has a lot of history behind it. But again, the first time ever in a Limitless Wrestling or Let's Wrestle ring. We talked about Jimmy Townsend, international class, Randy. Clash, I should say. Jimmy Townsend taking on Sebastian Seabass Finn. The dojo powerhouses collide when Donkey Boy Bandit takes on Maine's favorite, Dave Dyer. And of course, the masshole, Mike McCarthy, former Let's Wrestle champion, returning once again. So he looks to climb the ladder, taking on Diego Alvarez. So it looks like a good show coming up uh, this Saturday. Randy. Anything about those uh, other matches that I mentioned? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just really excited to be back for Let's Wrestle. I have a lot of fun with these shows. And uh, just like the Herman Show, love to do shows close to home. Uh, there's a lot of scores to settle on this one. You said it, Eric Johnson and Mac, Jason Maverick and Alexander Lee right off the rip. Uh, some first-time matches in here with Ava versus Al Valentine and uh, MSP and Mad, of course. Uh, Going to be a lot of fun. A replay will be up on IWTV probably a week or so following, but definitely make the trip for this one. Uh, it's going to be a fun show, I think, on par with uh, some Limitless shows, honestly. Wow, that's pie praise. Will Ethan Scott be there? Ethan Scott is manning the ship. He'll be in the ring, yes. ring announcing, uh, maybe interviewing away. Who knows oh. what he's going to be up to? He's 
hey, he's going to have a, a hair across his ass, too, going into this show. I don't know if you saw the footage, but this Falls Count Anywhere match came to fruition because he put his hands on Ethan Scrutchfield, Jason Maverick. Boy, I tell you, you never know. Ethan Scott, Ethan Scott is worth two tickets. If you're, you're going by yourself, buy two tickets just for that. Yeah. Good stuff. Speaking of buying two tickets, you should buy some tickets for Le Limitless Wrestling's Winds of Change coming up on Saturday, May 20th. And we're going to talk more about this in the weeks ahead at the Yarmouth Ambets Yarmouth Main Front Row Sold Out Array. $20 general admission tickets, of course, available online now. You better get them fast because this card is filling up and the seats are going to be filling up because this is going to be a <clears throat> killer card. And I say that because it's featuring two big debuts, the one and only Killer Kelly and the one and only Timothy Thatcher. And Timothy Thatcher is not just making his debut in the show. He's going after the... I almost swore, Randy, but I'll, I'll hold back. The Limitless Wrestling World Championship. Beef, his first title defense. We have lots to talk about about this match, but Beef versus Timothy Thatcher, I believe, for the very first time. Above the rest, taking on MSP. That came to fruition at Reasonable Doubt. We'll talk about that. Of course, Killer Kelly's debut. Desmond Cole, the big Bufa, making his return, coming off that big win over Two Cold Scorpio. Channing Thomas. And Sydney Bacabella, who knows what they have up their sleeves, and they debuting Vaughn Vertigo. This was just announced uh, earlier this week as we record this, so I want to talk more about him next week when we have a little bit more time. And yeah, I mean this this card already, Randy is. And we have uh, weeks and weeks to talk about this. This is shaping out to be something pretty special. Yeah, I'm juiced for it. Uh, this is really where we're going to start to see some of the pieces of the Vacation Land Cup start to take shape. Uh, we're starting in on the qualifiers, some big matches, as you said, Thatcher versus beef for the championship MSP and above the rest, finally colliding. I had a lot of people hit me up about Vaughn vertigo and like not only fans, wrestlers as well, who, uh, even beforehand, before I had booked Vaughn who are vouching for this guy. And th this dude is everywhere. It reminds me like there are some names that pop up on the Indies that are just like, it's very interesting to me, like who can pull off being, international travelers and like just country to country and promotion to promotion actually like get it done and keep a full schedule and this is one of those guys and uh we're catching him on a stint where he's available on this neck of, in this neck of the woods and uh, i'm stoked for it uh he's been everywhere progress wxw uh native of canada he wrestles a lot for c4 wrestling as well and uh, since the announcement, a lot of fans have hit me up who are very impressed by uh, checking out a little bit of Von Vertigo. He's got some highlight reels on his pages. So worth a look. Uh, I think he's going to fit in well. Good stuff. All right, we have much to get to. We talked about a lot this week. Next week, Randy, if I can get you, we'll talk more about this Dover Foxcroft Academy show, Let's Wrestle Project Graduation, a week from this Saturday. You available next week to talk more about this? I am. All right, so we'll, we'll book that for next week. We'll talk about any more developments for uh, Winds of Change. We'll also talk about everything that happened this past weekend at or this upcoming weekend. We'll talk about the stuff from, from Pressure Cooker and, of course, the big match between Eric Johnson and Mac Daniels, the latest rest, Let's Wrestle title defense of BRG. Can he survive? We'll find out. The return of Aver, all that good stuff as well. So much to talk about next week. But again, if you did not check out Identity Crisis, you can watch it now on IWTV. Of course, you can check out Limitless Action, the Mojo at the Dojo series available on IWTV, YouTube, Facebook as well. Not too hard to find. Uh, PMC Channel 5, 8.30 p.m. on Portland in Portland and Westbrook, Greater Westbrook, I believe, on Fridays. The latest Limitless Wrestling action. Check that out. Replays throughout the week. IWTV, of course. Pluto TV for the first few seasons of The Road. And social media. 
LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Of course, Randy underscore Carver, LW on Twitter. I'm Josh Nason on Twitter and LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. We're on to a very, 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 very busy May, everyone. Glad that you're along for the ride. Lots of fun stuff ahead, and we'll talk more about next week. For Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be limitless.